Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Matt Jones Experience, discussing the top sports stories of this weekend. And it got started Friday with the news coming out of Houston. J.J. Watt demanded to be released, and the Texans granted that wish. J.J. Watt no longer a Houston Texan at 32 years old. He is a free agent, and he's going to take his services elsewhere, probably wanting to go to contender and possibly uh, try to get a ring because I don't know how many more years he's got left. Uh, he uh, The last few years, he's had some injury problems, but that's not going to diminish the fact this guy is a leader. He's a winner. Uh, he's been a three-time defensive player of the year, so wherever he goes, he's going to be a big influence on the defense. And several teams uh, wanting to snatch him up. Uh, the favorites right now, I think, are the Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns have been in that discussion. That defense is already strong. He can definitely make them better. Green Bay, maybe that's who Rodgers needs on that defense to help him. The Rams already stacked on defense. Pittsburgh, I think, is the clear favorite right now. Seahawks in the mix as well. The Buccaneers, oh my goodness, you saw what they did against Kansas City in the Super Bowl last week. I mean, how much of a factor would Watt be with them? And Tennessee Titans, that team uh, was in the AFC Championship game in 2020. And then this year they won uh, the region, or their region, but the, uh, they won their division again. So maybe he would be able to let them get to that next level. But several teams... In the running, we'll uh, be keeping an eye on that in the next few weeks to see where he goes. But he's getting out of Houston. Houston already, the Texans already in turmoil with Deshaun Watson. He he wants to get out of there. Are they going to grant him his wish as well and let him go to another team? That remains to be seen. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see where Deshaun Watson goes and especially where J.J. Watt ends up. Uh, Houston, just they can't keep anybody and who's going to be wanting to go to Houston as well. So we'll see <laughs> what happens. Other stories going on. Let's go to college. Uh, let's go to top 25 college basketball. Uh, several upsets, but we'll just begin with a non-upset. Ohio State still dominating. One of the hottest teams in the country. They defeated Indiana. Ohio State's number four. They beat Indiana 78-59 to on Saturday. Oklahoma got all they can handle from the West Virginia Mountaineers. Bob Huggins and company gave them all they can handle, but Sooners hang on to a 91-90 win. Your first upset, LSU upsets top 25-ranked. Tennessee, 78-65 to on Saturday. Missouri was number eight. Not sure they will be after losing to Arkansas, 86-81. to Creighton, number 19, defeats Villanova. They were a number five ranked team. The Wildcats go down to Creighton. One of the, uh, well, wasn't an upset. But it's good to see Michigan basketball returning. After a three-week hiatus because of COVID protocols, they uh, traveled to play Wisconsin. They went to Madison 
And in the first half, they trailed 12 points. I watched this game. They looked rusty, and it showed. Uh, they were missing several shots, turning the ball over. They were down 12, and I turned it. I didn't think uh, they were going to win this game. I was kind of forgiving them already. I was like, you haven't played in three weeks. Uh, you need somewhere to start. And I think I checked the score, and they were within five of Wisconsin, and I didn't turn it back. And I looked to see that they uh, pretty much the defense shut down Wisconsin, and Michigan came uh, to win the game 67-59. to Welcome back, Wolverines. And uh, they look like, uh, as they did three weeks ago, last time Michigan uh, had a game was against Purdue, and uh, they defeated them. Next game for Michigan, it will be Thursday on the road against a surprising top 25-ranked Rutgers Scarlet Knights. More stories to discuss when we come back to the Matt Jones experience. Welcome back to the Matt Jones experience. The Los Angeles Lakers pretty much in cruise control until yesterday. Defending NBA champions playing the Denver Nuggets. Anthony Davis gets injured in the second quarter, uh, re-aggravates that Achilles strain. They're doing an MRI. No uh, news as of yet. They're kind of downplaying the injury, but that's going to be a big loss if uh, that's a serious injury. There's no telling how long he'll be out. Three months left in the regular season. If you're a Lakers fan, you got to be a little bit worried because LeBron, I mean, he can't do it all on his own. Or maybe he can. I mean, Look at all the times he took the Cavaliers to the playoffs. And LeBron is one of the greatest players of all time. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I respect his game. And honestly, he doesn't care what you think about him. I mean, everybody's got their opinions, and they tell him, don't don't do this, and don't play 100%, and maybe you should rest a little bit. At 36 years old, this man is still getting it done. You can't argue against all the accomplishments he's made on the court. I've rooted against him several times. I'm not even sure if I ever rooted for him in any of the playoffs. When he was with Cleveland, yeah. And then when he went to Miami, everybody hated him. He loved playing the villain. I loved it when they got beat in the finals against Dallas in 2011. It was great. And then, of course, they beat Oklahoma. And then 2013, that was the Spurs. They choked, and they come back to win that one. And then I loved it 2014 when the Spurs beat them down in that five-game playoff. Rooted for him when Matt Cleveland. He wanted redemption. He wanted to get that championship. I um, wasn't rooting for him against Golden State, but he single-handedly took over, and they won that series. They were down 3-1. Who who's gonna, else is going to do it? He did. So when it's all said and done, He's one of the greatest players of all time. And then, of course, you're going to have the argument, who's better, him or Jordan? I mean, I grew up watching both of them, especially in the 90s. I watched Jordan single-handedly take over some games. But, it, I mean, it's who's going to win that argument? Both players are amazing. So, at 36, he's still getting it done, another MVP candidate. And if he has to, he may take this team on his back. And they, as long as they get in the playoffs, I mean, they're a two seed now. They don't have to be one and get in and make some, uh, and get it done in the playoffs because they got the Jazz and the Clippers right there with them, and the Golden State seems to be playing pretty good as well. So next few months, that NBA West is going to be interesting to see, and hopefully Davis uh, is 100 percent soon. But you know the Lakers, 
are not going to be in any hurry to get him back in there. They want to make sure he is legitimately ready to go. Wow. Big story yesterday with his injury. What else is going on in sports? I almost forgot about NASCAR. Uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. And then I remember like Daytona is kind of around the same time as Valentine's weekend. I mean, I'm, I had an anti-Valentine's celebration. Didn't celebrate Valentine's. I watched sports yesterday. <laughs> so the Daytona 500, they got it in yesterday. Uh, rain delayed for several hours. So they got it in in the early evening hour in Florida. And with any major race, especially at Daytona, there was going to be a uh, fireball crash at the end, several wrecks even before that. Logano leading the last lap, and his teammate Brad Kozlowski wanted to make that uh, run at the end. There's a crash to bump into each other. And after all the fireworks and melee and smoke, Michael McDowell crosses the finish line of the checkered flag, wins his first NASCAR race ever after 358 starts. There's a few of these stories that happens at Daytona. There's all, there's always like your perennial champion winner, and there's always somebody that slides in. And McDowell, not a, not a rookie. I mean, 358 starts, right place, right time, gets the win. Congratulations to Michael McDowell. And some folks uh, a little perturbed at the controversial end. It's like uh, Logano should have won it, but it's like it's whose car finishes last. And it's not just Daytona. It's I've been to a few races at Talladega at the Super Speedway. And I think some races have different rules how they set up. It's like they do uh, at least three restarts. If there's not a uh, if there's not a caution, I mean, you have to the last lap has to be a clean lap. And then if not, then they restart. If there's a crash, then you clean it up and restart, which adds like extra hours to the race, especially if you're hung over and you've been partied in the infield, or if you're not fancy and don't have a lot of money, you can't party in the infield. You're, you're across the, uh, the track at the family campground and partying over there. So some of these races take a while. Daytona's like they want to get it they want to get it done especially like after the delay and everything it's like there could be a, a mess of cars or whatever as long as you have a winner as long as you have a car that gets through the finish line unscathed and Michael McDowell was able to make it uh, other stories coming in that I found was a little bit fascinating coming in even into before the race started Denny Hamlin trying to go for three in a row I was trying to remember who even won the race last year uh, Kyle Larson exiled for almost a year after getting caught using a racial slur online. He was back in. Derek Cope, the oldest driver in the field, 62 years old. He won Daytona 500 back in 1990. I had no idea. I thought that's a fascinating trivia question. So even before the race started, he had all these other little uh, side stories. But congratulations to Michael McDowell, another Daytona 500 story. And uh, the last uh, story to talk about is the Australian Open tennis. It's going on. And in men's, it looks like Djokovic and Nadal. It seems like these guys have been playing. It's been like the big four. For a while, it was Andy Murray, 
Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and my boy, Roger Federer. Federer is still not 100%. He's still recovering from knee surgeries. These guys are all close to like 40 or like late 30s. But for at least for the last 15 years or so, these have been the big four in tennis. Any Grand Slam final, it's going down to these four guys. And for the most part, they've won it. Nadal's trying to break the record of Federer if he can win it this year at Australian Open. Looks like it's going to be Nadal and Djokovic are going to meet each other. And it's like one, two, three, these guys. I think it's Federer's, Federer and Nadal are tied for number one. Djokovic's probably right at two. It's got to be. So uh, it should be an interesting Australian Open. Uh, best of luck to both of these gentlemen. And the women's, uh, Serena Williams still getting it done. She is in the quarterfinals today. Uh, she'll be going up against uh, Simona Halep. Serena trying to get her first Grand Slam title since 2017. And if she does uh, able to get to the final and win it, it'll be her 24th, which will be an all-time record for a woman's tennis player. Still getting it done, at least in the female tennis circuit for Americans. And this uh, brings me back to the point. Uh, Mr. Bob Ryan, a great uh, news sports reporter for the Boston Globe. Uh, he was on Around the Horn the other day and when he won their uh, thing at the end. You get like 30 seconds to get on Soapbox, and he was talking about what happened to uh, America's dominance in tennis, especially men. When I first started watching tennis back in the 90s, it was. It was Jim Courier, Pete Sampras, Michael Chang, Agassi. The Americans dominated tennis pretty much through the 90s. And then in the early 2000s, it started to go away. Pretty much when Sampras retired, Agassi, they started to go away. I mean, the last – who was the last uh, American to win a Grand Slam final? And I had his name on the tip of my tongue, and I forgot. But, it, yeah, I think it was women back in the early 2000s. But it's just – we have had any – no, um, there's been no American – presence we have to get back at that we got to get back and playing tennis i need i need to get back out there on the courts i miss it uh, we were so dominant for so long and the rest of the world has caught up with us it's just like in about every other sport well, there's nothing wrong with that but it's just it's it's time for the americans it's time for somebody to get out there and get it done on the tennis court it'd be great i uh, i thought Agassi and Steffi Graf's kid was going to be a prodigy. I mean, is he, what happened? Did he quit taking the tennis lessons? I mean, surely he's got to be like in his 20s by now, whenever they had him. But maybe he decided to play another sport. I don't know. I need to look into that. It's been another edition of the Matt Jones Experience. We'll catch you next time.